like a Christian, right? So that we'll look different than all the other bushes out there. Now, verse 4, if you look with me, Exodus chapter 2 and verse 4, or chapter 3, verse 4, sorry. Uh, the Bible says, and, from when, and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Now, as a Christian, it is a blessing to know that God is on the inside. It is a blessing to know. I don't have a God somewhere that I serve. I have a God right here in my heart who will never leave me or forsake me, will never leave me alone, who I can go to in prayer at any time. He is here. He's in me. I, I have him and he loves me. That's a blessing. It's a blessing to know that because of that, my, my behavior, my, my way of being has changed now that I'm a born-again, saved Christian, and that change will cause others to be curious and wonder, what happened to that guy? Why is, why is he so different? And, and I can use that to lead people to Jesus Christ. I can go through situations that would, that would hurt others or that would harm others that others would react differently to. And I can go through them as a Christian by the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And because of that, I can be a testimonial witness and others can turn towards me to find out what's different about this guy and I can point him to Christ. All those things are a blessing and it's good to have a God that will walk through the fire with me. But one thing that I, that I don't want you to miss this morning is that we have a God who will also walk to you. You see, Moses here, as soon as God saw that he turned aside and started heading God's direction, the Lord immediately called out to him. And for time's sake, I'll just read them to you. But we have verses in the Bible like James uh, chapter 4 and verse 8, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Revelation 3.20, but behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. God calls to us. God sees us. If we'll make a step in His direction, He'll make a step in ours. God is not hiding from people. God is not some mythical being out somewhere to be found. You think about the, the showdown on Mark Carmel when, when Elijah is the only prophet of God and all the 400 prophets of the Baal and prophets of the groves are out there and they're cutting themselves and screaming and crying. He's like, hey, speak up a little. Your God must be sleeping. He's mocking them and he says one little prayer and God answers with fire because we have a God that is real and a God that, that cares about us and a God that sees us and that will walk, come towards us and come and meet us where we are. I'm thankful for that or else I'd have never found God. Now you think about this, this a different way. If I were to take, if I were to take Trey and let's say Brother Ken and I were to stick them at different ends of Moraine State Park, which I've barely even been in myself. And I were to tell Brother Ken, you hide and do not let Trey find you. It'd be pretty hard for Trey to find him. He doesn't have a phone to track. He's, he's got none, none of that. He's just, he's hiding in Marine State Park and you got to find him. That's a pretty big state park. And that's one guy. That's going to be pretty hard for him to find Brother Ken. Now, if I were to tell, put them in the same position and tell them both, do your best to find each other, now, now we're going, getting somewhere. Now we're calling out. Now we're making noise. Now we can find each other. Still not, still not the easiest example with, with Moraine State Park there, but you get the concept. I remember as, with the youth group, we would play paintball and stuff. And there was always like the hunted and the hunters, you know, and the hunted were supposed to be going out there and there were less of them, but they'd go out there and they'd hide and they'd try to ambush the people coming out to get them. And the problem was you're playing with teenagers. They're not the brightest. And so I would put them in places and I'd say, do not move, do not shoot your gun, do not do anything until they get past you. And what do they inevitably do? They get scared and they go, oh, and they start shooting and then they get lit up. 
but if they'll just if they'll just stay hidden, it'll be so much easier. And and sometimes we would just do an all-out war, and we'd both start at either side. And it's just whoever the last man standing wins, and you just when he, when we're and we're trying to find each other, and we're trying to call out to each other, so we don't don't run out of time. And and so I think about these things. I think about the whole idea of God looking for me. God sees me. God knows where I am. I'm glad that the moment I turn in His direction, He is right there ready to receive me. Not every religion has a God like that. Not every denomination of Christianity preaches a God like that. But we have a God who is willing to seek and to save and to save us to the uttermost, the Bible says. If you are here today and you don't know the Lord is your Savior, all it takes is one step in His direction and the Bible says He will come to you. The Holy Spirit, He'll send conviction. He'll send wisdom. He'll send a knowledge of His Word. He'll send understanding. If you'll just turn in His direction, He is not trying to hide. He is trying to save. I'm thankful we have a God like that. As soon as Moses turned toward the bush, God calls out to Moses from the bush. God sees him and He does it. Now the job of the burning bush is essentially done. The bush keeps burning, we presume, as as Moses talks to him throughout this chapter and the next in the Word of God. But, but the job of the bush is, is, is finished at this point as far as Exodus is concerned. But for the Christian, though, the conversation has just begun. For the Christian, when we, get to, when we, when we allow God to put us in a position to be a witness and a testimony, and, and when that witness and testimony causes somebody to turn towards us to find out about God, now we have to open our mouths and tell them about the Lord. We have to, we have to be the one to to do what God does in Exodus chapter 4. God continues. He, he calls out to Moses. He tells him who he is. He says, I'm the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. I'm the God of your fathers. He, tells, he warns him of the spiritual danger. He says, you take off your shoes off your feet. You're standing on holy ground. God does those things in Exodus. But in today's day and age, in the church age, He asks us to do those things. We are His ambassadors with the ministry of reconciliation in our hands. We are the ones who are supposed to tell people when they come to us and they say, hey, you're a Christian. What is this whole Jesus thing? Or they say, hey, you're a Christian. What about this in the Bible? That is where we start our ministry. Every Christian is supposed to be that burning bush where we're different because God's on the inside, where we're noticeable because God's on the inside, where where we point others to Christ because God's on the inside. That's just standard operating procedure. That's just automatic. People ought to know what you believe and why you believe it. That's just, that's just automatic as a Christian if we'll live the way God asks us to. But then beyond that, when somebody comes to you and says, or when you get the opportunity to open your Bible with somebody and show them who God is, now we are having a ministry that God has given us and we are the ones who introduce them to God and say, this is who God is. God is not this painting of the long-haired hippie that you see in the, on the wall. God is not some statue to be worshipped. God is not living inside the stomach of a cow. There's all kinds of different things that people believe out there. And you just got to weed through that and say, this is who God is right here. Between these two covers, this is, this is God. This is all we need to know about God. And, and you can tell them about God and who He is. You can introduce them to your God. And, and then you can do what, we, what we're supposed to do in witnessing and warn them, hey, there is a spiritual danger. There is a holy ground when you stand before God. And you don't want to stand before God one day not justified. We need to be that burning bush so people will notice and people will ask and people will come to us and people will know that they can ask us about God. And and when they do, we need to understand our job as a Christian is not just to say, well, 
come to my church and my pastor will tell you. Now, if you don't know the answer, that's that's fine. That's that's all right. But when somebody comes to you and they want to know about Jesus Christ, they want to know about salvation. If you've been saved more than 10 minutes, you ought to be able to tell them what happened to you and say, hey, I, I met God. This is who he is. This is what he's promised in his word. And I and I, I got saved partly because I didn't want to meet God as his enemy. I didn't want to meet God not prepared to stand before him in righteousness. And you can explain to him that there is a heaven, that there is a hell, and that there is a judgment. Now, Moses is, of course, the main character of all of Exodus. Uh, all of Exodus and, and several other books of the Bible he's very, very prominent in. He, he, he's the one that penned down the entire Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. That's God allowed Moses to do that. And so Moses gets a lot of the attention, and rightfully so. God used them in a, him in a mighty way. But the bush is only mentioned by two people beyond this point in the Word of God. Of course, from what we see in the Word of God, we have two people in God's Word that mention the bush again. And those two people are found in Acts 7, verse 30 and 35, Stephen, before he's martyred, when he's preaching, he mentions the bush. And the only other is Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 20, he mentions the bush. And so I, I think it would be just fine to live my life as a Christian in a way that is just, just as much as what the bush did for God, I can do that too. I can be a light. I can be, I can be a, a lighthouse to those that don't believe. I can be a light shining in a dark place. I can show forth my Christianity through my walk and through my talk, and I can lead others to the Lord. That I can do that. You don't have to be a pastor to do that. You don't have to be a missionary to do that. You don't have to be a Sunday school teacher or a deacon or anything special to do that. Just be a Christian. Just live as a Christian should, and, and, and you'll be a light to the world, whether you open your mouth or not even. And then, and then though, it's, it's good to know, even if you are not the big name, you're not David, you're not Mary, you're not Ruth, that's okay. God doesn't expect the world to remember your name, and neither should you. Because there's a lot of names out there. I met some visitors this morning, and guess what? I already forgot your name. <laughs> I'm sorry, I do my best, but that's why we, that's, you know, the visitor cards are so we can send you something, we can pray for you, and so I can memorize your name, because it takes me a while. But you think about, you know, people want the world to remember their name, or they want to leave a legacy. I'd be just happy, I'd be happy if the legacy I leave is exactly the legacy of the bush. The people that remembered the bush were faithful servants of Christ, with Stephen, and the Lord. If nobody but the Lord remembers my name, I'll be happy come judgment day. That's all you need. Now, we know God's Word says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We know that every single person in this world, they may not all need an Elijah to preach, preach the Word of God at them hard. They may not all need a, a warrior like David. They may not all need somebody cunning like, like Esther, but they all need somebody like the bush. They all need somebody to point them to Jesus Christ. Turn with me one place in your Bible and we'll be done. Romans chapter 10. We're going to look at a verse that everybody knows, or most everybody will know, and then a verse that everybody should know. <laughs> Romans chapter 10. Lord, let us be as useful as a bush. Seems like a low bar to set, but boy, it is not. That bush did its job. Romans chapter 10, and verse number 13, the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Thank God for that. The Lord will, you step in the Lord's direction, He'll step in yours, He'll reveal Himself to you. 
Christians, we, we, we try to lead people to the Lord. You don't have to go through 52 steps. You don't have to teach them 10 different doctrines. You have to tell them, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved. It's faith, it's belief, it's the grace of God. That's it. But look at the next verse. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Now, don't get hung up on that word preacher because that's how we were, how we call pastors. You know, as people call pre- pastor preacher, and that's great. Call me preacher. That's fine. Just don't call me father. It'll make me feel weird. That's wrong. The Bible says don't do that. But, not a topic for another day. But preacher, a preacher is just somebody who proclaims the gospel. Amen. You're a preacher. If you've ever told anybody about God, you're a preacher. And God expects all of His people to be preachers, to be sharers of the gospel, to be burning bushes in their community to where people know, hey, if I want to talk to God, that's the way I'm going. Not that you're the sole representative of God, but you may be the only person in their life that that they know that they can come to and ask for prayer. They can come to and ask about the Bible. They can come to and ask questions. The world is getting further and further from God, if you hadn't noticed. America especially. And so you may assume that everybody in your life has somebody else that can tell them about Jesus. I remember doing that and falling into that growing up. You know, somebody else will tell them about the Lord. Somebody else will witness to them. Somebody older, somebody smarter, somebody better at it. Because <laughs> Lord knows, especially as a younger man, I, I did not have the confidence to, to open my Bible and say, thus saith the Lord. I tried, but boy, did I fall on my face many times. But there was always that thought, somebody else will do it. We're getting to a point where America is more of a mission field than a mission agency. And your neighbors may never meet another Christian willing to talk to them about Christ. Your friends and your coworkers may not have anybody else in their life willing to show them from the Bible what they need to know. You may be the only bush in their vicinity for the rest of their life. The question is, are you going to burn brightly for God and lead others to Him? Or are you going to blend in with all the rest and hope they don't notice? Now, it sounds terrible to say that, but how often it is true in our own lives, even in the Christian's life. We know we're saved. We know God expects us to do certain things, but we say, you know what? I'm just going to go along to get along. I don't want to cause a fuss. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to have people not like me.